This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. My name is Herodotos and this podcast exists to help you find stillness in all aspects of your life, in finance, in health, in mindset and in your relationships. I created this business because I believe that if you can develop the ability to find stillness in your mind, you will learn to create harmony in all aspects of your life. Find us at Stillness Every Day on social media or stillnesseveryday.com. A lot of people ask me how they can get started with meditating. Now, my first experience with meditation was at a Vipassana retreat, which is 10 days in silence. But I understand this isn't practical for most people. That's why we created the Stillness Everyday Journal. This journal has a range of prompts, which allow you to not only create your day, but reflect on your day at the end of it. The journal also has a range of audible meditations, which are perfect for beginners. Check out stillnesseveryday.com. All right, Mitch, welcome back to the Stillness Everyday podcast. Good to have you back. I'm excited to discuss the energetics of creation in all avenues of life. I know you're creating abundance in your life, so I'd love to yeah get started on what you're currently working towards. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, so the energetics of everything we do and be and creating congruency between intention and action. And so what we usually see with the normal narrative is we put in so much work and effort and we kind of struggle mm. and take a, take a lot of action to kind of get a result and the result happens but it takes a long time and so it's coming back is something I've noticed so much in my own life about being in that kind of struggle mentality of putting in all this energy to get an outcome mm. and reaching the outcome but realizing how hard it actually was to get there and and my belief systems behind it my intention behind my actions to be able to change that intention to a real positive one of like ease and actually having the intention behind my action for abundance and creation and prosperity and 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 really changing your belief systems just speeds it up in immense amount of time like the energetics of how we show up every single day, our connections, our opportunities, they just flourish. Mm. And what you can do in five years, you can do in two months. And I've, yeah, just feel like it's been a continual looking in at what I'm kind of doing and creating these reference points throughout my life to go like, wow, when I actually changed the intention and it was it was driven from, you know, building that life force within and creating from the inside out mm. and not looking externally life just it it's there and it wants to help you the universe is conspiring for us but we have to open up our eyes to see the opportunities and once we actually start to do this and and create that congruency between our inner life force and our mind and the heart brain connection it just these opportunities and people come into your life that speed what you thought might have taken five years and you've done it in three months and you're just like wow, this is amazing. To be able to create those reference points throughout our life continually mm. gives us this conviction, this self-confidence, this self-love, this and abundance within that it just becomes so easily. And then once that belief system is instilled, we then have 
the exact recipe for abundance. So would you say the speeding up of the process is to become aware of the synchronicities that appear in your life and not taking them as coincidence? That's definitely one part of it. It's definitely, yeah, not being pessimistic or not, or not talking stuff down. I mean, zoom out, we're on a big rock spinning in a solar system around a, a, a big ball of fire that's putting life in, in a universe so vast, so big, and we're a glimpse in time, and yet we don't think there's a synchronicity between how we're all connected with energy and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's very close-minded not to be able to see how amazing it is that we're even sitting here right now, yeah. you know, communicating from, yeah, yeah. Through these microphones. Yeah, like, and, and, and how we got here, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, so, I mean, I just want to say, like, it's no one's fault. We've been told to disconnect mm. from what is our entire lives. We're indoctrinated into the system to, to think small, to, to not ask questions, to this is, this is the right way. Like, don't ask what else there is because that doesn't serve what we want to put on your plate, you know, kind of thing. Well, on that, this is something I was discussing with someone the other day about, the idea that good things are hard to get or um, good things don't come easy come they don't come yeah exactly but is that a um that's a belief that's a limiting belief right absolutely because that's something that i've been thinking about recently in how i approach things of to make them more at ease rather than to like obviously the path of least resistance will still have its challenges, but they're not like, there's no resistance in it, I feel. It kind of, it's like, it's like effort without the effort, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's like... It's like acceptance of the process. Yeah. And understanding that every little thing that's coming into your life plays a significant part in what you do next. Mm. And it helps you wake up. It gives you, it, it, the universe is, is basically giving you the answers. They're sitting right there. But you just have to change your perspective. And once you can change your perspective and go, actually, no, I needed that person to come into my life and teach me that little lesson because this, this next opportunity that's coming up, I needed the growth from that to be mm. even be able to execute that opportunity. Mm. But not actually looking at that holistically and taking the goodness out of that, this the other opportunity doesn't even present itself because yeah. you're not ready. Yeah. And so I think it's like, yeah, there's been so many things happen in my life where I'm like, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and you get through it and then you look back and go, wow, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, and so, yeah, I think it's just opening your mind. It's like life is so short, but it's also, there's so much gold in everything, every single day. Yeah. But it's like, are you going to look for the gold or are you going to look for the coal? <laughs> so <laughs> like, do you, because I, I don't find that I actually am looking, I feel like I've wired my mind to only look at opportunity rather than like I don't it's not like I have to go looking for it now it's just mm. it almost just smacks me it just it just is in front of my face I'm like okay that's what I got to do next like I don't question the fact that this thing has appeared in my life anymore it's just like oh okay I'm doing that now yeah is that how you operate now mm, absolutely I think it's so amazing that you're actually operating from that because it's like a knowing now mm. you know um, and honestly, like most people we're seeking, but we've got to attract. Mm. And so like you're a beacon, you know, so you're broadcasting out a thought and an intention and what you want into the world. But once you start actually believing that it's 
can actually happen, you haven't really switched on your heart and brain to brain and heart coherence to bring the event or the opportunity to you. And so I think that's you've just mastered that. You know. I think what a lot of people do is they they think about what they want, and then they say but, and then yeah. then they then they say what might happen, and then you've now brought in what you want and what you don't want to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't have either. Yeah. Or yeah, you're going to attract limbo. both of them, but then you're in limbo. Yeah, because you're in a choiceless um, life. Mm. And I think when people start, when people procrastinate or they overthink what might happen and you start thinking about all the possible variables, which is infinite, you could never possibly think about them all. That's just literally creating chaos. Yeah. Because the universe is trying to give you every single one of them. It doesn't care which one you actually want. You're talking it into existence. Mm. So sending all of them to you. Absolutely. And then none of them at the same time because you own limbo. You're not, you're not actually consciously taking a leap or choosing anything Hmm. so nothing happens which is where becoming aware of your thoughts is so important with through meditation or breath work or just stillness just observing it because when you start to realize how manic your mind is you start to realize you're you're creating the chaos in your life because your mind's thinking of 10,000 different things that all contradict itself (laughs) <laughs> yeah well you're digging the creation up as soon as you've planted the seed yeah it's like oh that i want to do that and then straight over here you're operating from lack yeah so the the, the feeling that you're actually putting out is lack yeah you know so there's there's the incongruence so there's a there's literally they'd cancel each other out mm. awesome epic idea creation oh but this done it's or, just stopped it. or i don't know like when people say i can't or i don't know you're playing the victim of your circumstance because everyone actually does know. Mm. You know, it's like it's like saying, I don't know how to be healthy. Yeah. But it's like, you do know how to be healthy. You need to go to the gym. You need to get night's sleep. You need to eat vegetables and meat without chemicals. Mm. Don't drink alcohol. Like, we all know that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. to say that I don't know how to lose weight is just, you want to perpetuate that victim mentality of, you know, the circumstance you're in rather than actually taking action for it. Absolutely. It's also the easy way out. It is, yeah. You know, like, it's a lot of effort to do all those things you just said. Mm. You know, a lot of people see that and they're like, well, actually, I don't really feel like doing all those things. So if I just say, you know, it's too hard, it's actually not possible, I don't know. It's just like end of story and you can take a, a back seat and play the victim like you said. It's the same thing with money, really. And I think um, I was speaking at someone the other day. They they asked me what they should charge for, you know, their one-on-one time with services. Um, services, yeah. And I said I told them to look at it as if it was a a gym, right? Because they were they wanted it was like forty dollars an hour or something. Yeah. I said, look, that's fine, but if I was going to charge you out at this, I'd have to be at least hundred dollars an hour because you've got to remember the rent and you know all the cost of the material, all these things, which Sure, you don't have, but if you did have to pay for that, you would need to charge more. And then he's like, oh, but $50 an hour sounds like a bit, um, it just sounds like a lot. I'm like, that's because you're used to getting 30 because that's where you've, that's your value. You've valued yourself at that. Absolutely. And the more you ultimately learn, the more you earn, but it's that, that, that's, I feel like the more you learn, the more you put your value up because you know your worth and people get stuck in this kind of position where they're, 
not earning enough money, they're earning the money they want to earn, but they also don't want to go and actually put the effort in to learn more to actually become worth more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But then there's the people who actually know so much and they still value themselves down here. Mm. I don't know the word for it, but... Well, it's their energetic, their energetics of how they're operating is they've got like this ceiling and they need to break through that because, you know, also what you're learning is is very valuable. Mm. Lived experience is also more so valuable than someone that's, you know, like someone can go and get a uni degree, but if you've got no lived experience, how are you going to help the person that's going through their experience right now? You know, nine times out of ten, you'll see someone that's lived that experience, mm. been through it, gotten through the other side, has all the lessons from it, doesn't have the textbook thing, but has all the prac, ha- knows exactly what you need to get through. I would rather that person help yeah, me. hundred percent. And so I think people don't value, they don't value their lived experience enough. It's like some people, you know, like could be 50 years old and they've gotten through 50 years of life. What have they come up against? And then you have someone in their 20s that's got no lived experience, but they've got a degree and someone will pay more for the person that's younger. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, well, he's got a degree. It's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not blanketing this. All I'm saying is like, I think it, it comes from within in, and like as soon as you trust in your ability to be able to deliver and be able to help somebody, that's when the, the money rises because your internal you know, life force grows and then you're like, actually, my time is valuable, yep. you know, and then the people, people will pay more. But I, I even see people like that are so educated, but they don't, they have this kind of like lack, lack um, scarcity mindset towards money and like money's kind of like evil and money is used for bad things. It is, but it's used for a lot of good things too, you know, so, mm. and, and then they kind of repulse money. So when they do like epic work, they're like, oh, don't worry about paying me. It's all good. And you're like, but dude, you just did some amazing stuff. You need to get paid. Like mm. this is why you don't have anything Yeah, because you're, you're operating from I don't need. Yeah. You know, like, I'll just, and you're actually energetically repulsing abundance. That's you're doing, true. you know, so it's, it's so sad because you see some amazing people doing amazing things all the time, but they have, they have, have nothing. They're, they're struggling. You know, mm. you want to help them, but that you can't. They have to actually choose yeah. creation and abundance and, and prosperity, and they have to do that by internally choosing it. Yeah, it is interesting. And it, I think a lot of people, like if we talk about the property market, people choose to look at what the media is telling them mm. and play into the lack of that rather than to look at the reality of what is actually happening in the area you're living. Like, sure, interest rates are going up, but... I'm in the building industry and I can see that no one's building anything quick enough and we have no houses. So if we have no houses and developers are putting the brakes on because of interest rates going up and builders are going broke and builders can't build because there's no trades, there's no houses getting built. So how can the property price go down when the rents need to go up because it's mm. supply and demand? Absolutely. Why would I sell a house for less when it's earning more for the rent now? Unless I was over leveraged yeah but usually you would only do that if you were gambling anyway gambling and and you forget why you're invested in the first place most people they're investing but not on information then they haven't actually done their work their mates told them you know yeah. this is good so when as soon as things start to get a little bit rocky yeah their fear just goes through the roof and yeah. they're listening to the media and, and i mean i've seen people have conviction when they buy mm. and literally the media changes their whole internal compass of why they even did it and they think it's a bad idea. And I'm like, 
well, well, like someone through a TV box has told you that the world's changing and it's going to end and now you're going to sell something that all the statistics, everything's there, all the money, all the like supply and demand, immigration, more people coming, not enough houses. So they discard all that because somebody has just said, oh, interest rates are rising, everything's going to drop. The last 11 times that interest rates rise, 10 of those times property prices went up. But they don't look at that. They just look at what the, the media is telling them or what a real estate agent's going, oh, it's going to drop by 30%. That real estate agent, does he? how many houses does he have? Yeah. Does he have zero houses? Well, he's not someone you should be listening to, you know. So it was interesting through COVID, I had a lady ring me and say, oh, you know, got a couple of properties. And she's like, it's going to drop 40%. Like, you, you need to sell. Like, And I was just said to her, I said, hang on a second. Like, this is really bad. Like, you, I hope, how many people have you called and told them that they need to sell their house? You're not... You have, do you know anything about the property market? <laughs> it was interesting because 18 months later, she, she rang me again to sell my house and it had gone up. It had doubled. Yeah. And I said, lucky I didn't sell. Hey. <laughs> and she was just like, uh, uh. <laughs> so it's, you got to be careful who you listen to. I remember looking at a place. It had um, existing use rights for a commercial property at the front and had a house at the back. But the zoning now changed. So you, the commercial was there if you used it as what it was, which was a cafe. Yeah. But the person looking at it wanted to set up some kind of office space, which would have required an MCU, so it wouldn't have actually been allowed. But the real estate agent's telling him, oh, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And I'm like, I don't think you really can. And he just like stopped talking straight away. Because he didn't Cause, Yeah, because he realized that you're bullshitting to this lady and yeah. I'm standing here telling you you're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't trust real estate agents either. No. Like, this is a big statement, but you really can't trust anyone. Yeah. You have to do your own research. You have yeah. to build up your own thesis on what you believe because if you're listening to anybody else and that's who you're taking your information from, when things go a little bit rocky, mm. the fear goes through the roof because you're like, actually, I'll listen to this person. I didn't even do any of my own research. Mm. And so the, the research and the information and building up that own thesis is actually what gets you through the hard times and actually making wealth. And actually making abundance and creation because you're backing yourself. Like, you got to back yourself. You got to do all that stuff. I mean, and I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's, it takes time. But I mean, it's, I don't think it is hard. Well, it's not hard for us because yeah. we've changed our perspective. But for the people, this, like, I don't want to blanket it because I know people have, they worked eight hours, they've got three kids, mm. you know, they're, they don't, they're time poor. Mm. And so doing some research for them is a lot. So for that person in their mind, it is hard to, to generate time to put into the into into something they don't really understand is actually their get out of jail free card from the matrix. Mm. You know, but once you change the perspective, you'll make time. Like obviously because yeah. you know that it's actually gonna pay off ten X like yeah. but I just it's so it's like the the hard struggle of how everyone just stays in and actually just living their life. And doing the exact same thing and not actually even looking at any, any research or any information to, to get out of their struggle, their pain, their trauma, mm. you know. So it's, I, I, do, I do have like a bit of compassion for people that are, that are living a hard life, mm. but it's choosing. They mm. choo- they're choosing the hard road. And I know I did it for a bit and then I was just like, actually, there has to be another way. <laughs> as soon as you start looking, you're just like, wow, it's actually way easier than I thought. Mm. But getting that thought process process to actually change from from being in the struggle, time poor, being fed from that box in your 
living room and looking on social media and all these things that are just continually putting more and more fear, mm. you have to have a strong desire to succeed, a strong desire to have that life that is actually inside of you. There's, there's, there's a life that you're living and there's a life that you want. Mm. And when you look at it, how big is the gap between those two lives? Mm. You know, How are you closing the gap every single day? Are you doing anything to close the gap? And most people, they're not. They're actually doing the opposite. And so how do you expect to ever get to the life that you want if you're not even closing the gap? Mm. It's, it's, it's like this. It's the trajectory. You just yeah. you know. So I think it's like er, you can only make change once you have the awareness of what is actually happening. So you have to observe your life and then go, actually, if I just close the gap 1% a day, mm. you know, how can I do that? That compounds pretty quick. It does. Because mm. once you gain the momentum of that, you start to realize it. Yeah, it does multiply. The opportunities start to multiply and then it happens quicker. Yeah. What you thought was a year is three months. You know, it starts off so slow. Yeah. And you can't see the results. You can't see the results for ages. Mm. But if you just keep persisting, all of a sudden you're like, wow. You know, it's like compound interest. With You know, you don't... Yeah. You, anyone read that Barefoot Investor book and he just shows you how, you know, someone invested 10 grand for five years at the age of 20. And so at, tw- at 25... He had, uh, at, yeah, 25, he had 25,000. Mm. And then another guy started investing at 25 and he invested $10,000 all the way till, till he was, oh, maybe, actually, sorry, maybe the first guy was 5,000 at 25 yeah. and he invested the same 5,000 but did it all the way till he's 60. Mm. And the first guy stopped. He didn't invest any more money. Mm. He had 2.7 and the other guy that had invested for all those more years but because he started later with the time, he still had a million dollars less. So it's like time is, is everything. Like that, if the, the sooner that you can have a look at an investment and get in, mm. you're like exponentially ahead of the curve, you know, and everybody else that's not doing anything. That's just a good example. I remember I read that book like 10 years ago and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I think it, Tony Robbins said the same thing in a different book, more or less. The guy who started, he started earlier. It was about starting earlier basically because the longer you leave it, the less compound interest you have. But yeah, they both got to 60 and one was retired and one couldn't. I know I've, um, you know, I had great conviction on lithium when I bought it in 2016. And then I think I ended up selling it at a loss, even though I made heaps of money because I'd, I got to a point where I was reading the negative things about it rather than trusting what I already knew was going to happen. Electric vehicles were coming and battery storage. And I sold it at a loss. And then probably two years later, it had like, I think my... $50,000 loss was like a two fifty gain. <laughs> <laughs> just time. But just from, yeah. well, I was in and made money and then watched it disappear rather than trust the five to, five to ten year horizon, which I had originally. Mm. So that's why with Bitcoin right now, I'm just like, I didn't buy this to sell it tomorrow. Yeah. I've been buying it. Macro outlook, hey. Ten years. Give yourself mm. ten years. Look at everything. I reckon five years is the absolute minimum you should be looking yeah, if you're not going to, what is it? If you won't hold it for five years, you shouldn't hold it at all. With that strategy as well, you get to a point where the money's gone for so long that you forgot it was even there. So you don't even need it because mm. you've created it again. Absolutely. Whereas if you're always looking at, oh, that's my money, that's my money, that's my money, and you're holding on to the, put the 10 in, you're holding on to the 10. When it goes to six, you start freaking out, I've lost four. Then it goes to 12, you're like, sweet, I'm up to. And you're watching it like it's a bloody game. <laughs> I think it's like also you shouldn't be putting any money like if 
if your livelihood's going to change, if, yeah. you, if you're actually putting money in that's actually going to change your life dramatically and, and put you in a state of like lack and be able to like have to move out of your house or change how you live, mm. and you're putting that amount of risk in, that's silly. That's you need silly, to put yeah. in what you're prepared to lose mm. and, or, or what you're prepared to put in and be comfortable with not touching for five years. Like it shouldn't be able to affect your lifestyle because when you're putting in, putting in that money, you're subconsciously stressing about it every day. You're thinking, I wonder what that's doing because I can't afford to lose that. Yeah. And that's that not only on that scale, but also energetically, you're actually putting out lack. Mm. So what do you think is going to happen? You're going you're gonna to sell at a loss or do something and you're gonna, your condition is going to change. Your, the reason you did in the first place is going to change because you're just too far invested. You know, like, yeah, I, I've done it before. And I've done it too. Yeah, I've lost so much money in crypto. It's not funny. <laughs> and I've done it like two, three times. Like yeah. I've watched it, you know. I've made money, but I've also lost a lot and thought, that was silly. Like, what did I do there, you know? Because yeah. cause, cause of obviously the could-haves. Yeah, and and not really seeing well. Actually, I had my reasons of where I was going to get in and get out, and I didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or I was, knew I was going to hold, and I decided to do something different. So it's just coming up with that game plan, sticking to the game Stick plan, the game just plan. leaving it. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm doing now, and it just works wonders. I've done the same thing. It's like a, I've put it in to not sell it, sold it, put it in to sell it, and don't sell it because you're always doing. This is when you don't actually have when you don't stick to your plan, then you then yeah, the emotions come in. Yeah. And also the investing money that you shouldn't have. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure the lithium thing, I was at uni and I had $10,000 in my name and it was all in. <laughs> and then I doubled it and then I went, can't remember, I must have, oh, I got some like um, Centrelink payment for studying. Yeah. All in. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like living on like 200 bucks a week. Yeah. And then when it started to, you know, go to shit, I was like, oh shit. I've got to sell this. I've got to pay. Sell it. I've got to pay this. I've got to, yeah. Next thing, your car tires are due, and you're like, "Oh shit, that money's yeah. in bloody lithium." <laughs> you so, although I had the conviction and I'd done so much research, gambled. Yeah, really. But the best thing is, I just refused to lose. So I just made sure that I learned more and then made it back some other way. Yeah, you do learn from it and do better next. Hopefully, yeah. but I guess like on all that, like. The, the finance and, and everything you're doing, it's everything in your life is a byproduct of how you show up every day. Nothing is, is different. Everything is interlinked. Your relationship is interlinked to your finances. Your finances is interlinked to your, your self-worth. Yeah. It's all interlinked. You, then your self-worth goes back into the relationship and it goes back into your career and how you're showing up in your career. So I think like looking at your entire life holistically is the only real way to actually get to that that sense of just being and not worrying about the money, not worrying about the, the relationship, not worrying about the career because you're actually being authentic to yourself and that's radiating and then it actually all works out because the internal, the external is a reflection of the internal. Yeah. So work on that and the opportunities will present themselves in money. It's like, like everyone goes, oh, I don't care about money. I was like, I don't care about money either. Like money, money doesn't mean anything to me. What it gives me, mm. you know, it gives me more time with my daughter. It gives me more time with my family. It gives mm. me the freedom to do whatever I want every day. 
it gives me the freedom to to show up with my purpose and and go and help men the gentlemen's club and do my coaching and stuff if i didn't do that i'd still be an electrician in the mining industry mm. you know operating from lack operating from chasing this false finish line of the matrix mm. and not really even seeing that well actually i'm not showing up for myself i'm literally trading my soul for money mm. and money's not what i need no. you know so i think like the the biggest single thing that you can do for success which is just happiness and being and and basically living this physical experience mm. is seeing what areas of your life aren't you happy in mm. and and don't think they're disassociated with the other thing they're no. all connected your relationship your finances look at it where am i lacking in like the in- internal energy is where you project that into every aspect of your life mm. how you do anything's how you do everything i think it's especially prevalent when you start to see relationships start to crumble or fall apart where you um it's almost like you you get bored with your partner or you see people start to lose that initial fire they had and i think probably one good way to look at that is because when you're let's say you're in a business like you're never actually unless you're like you're either growing or you're dying your business so i feel like you're always constantly approaching your business as a new version of yourself because you're growing, because you're expanding. Mm. So unless you're taking that same level of, that same um, worldview of expansion or the same philosophy of constant expansion into your relationship, then it will start to crumble. And I think the importance of that is you're actually, you're no longer dating or married to that version that you were married to. Every day is a new person, like you're presenting yourself as a new version. So that, that monogamous relationship is actually almost polyamorous because you, the person that you that you <laughs> made love to yesterday is different because you're both growing. Like everything you're doing is new. It's exciting. Mm. It's not the same boring. And you're getting out of robotically like you're in the matrix doing the same thing every single day. I think it's also like it's just yourself. Mm. You're making love to yourself. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you've, you've got to be... You know, it's a, it's a reflection of, mm. of what you're creating inside you. Like, if, if, if you're doing nothing with your life, going out and living your purpose or, or, doing, or in alignment when you show up each and every day, mm. then you're not doing that in your relationship. Are you choosing this relationship today? Yeah. If not, am I choosing myself today? No, I'm not even choosing myself. So how can I expect to choose my partner mm. if I'm not choosing myself? So you cannot love someone if you don't have love for yourself, how do you love someone else? You can only love something to the capacity of which you love yourself. Yeah. And so we'll fall down to our systems that we set in place for our life. We'll fall down to our love for ourselves. In we'll treat others like all these little sayings that are said through our life. They're actually like so right. Like mm. you have to choose yourself. And then once you do that, it radiates out into your relationships, and you actually want to show up because you're actually like, oh, how do I make this relationship exciting? And you're looking for the opportunity of like oh, actually, she's, she's doing this and, and that's triggering me. Why is that triggering me? Oh, because I don't accept that thing about myself. Mm. Work on that little bit. Then when she does it, you go, oh, she's just wanting love. Mm. She's not doing it to trigger me. She's just doing it because she wants to be loved. Mm. And then so then you go, oh, I just got to give her the love. And then the thing that she's doing that triggers you, she doesn't do anymore because she's got what she wanted. Like I said before, we're, we're energy. Energy is infinite. How do I cultivate energy in my relationship? One of the most important things on the trigger is to realize that it's your own trauma 
all the time and that's the quickest way to expand mm. because if that same trigger repeats the more that trigger repeats itself the more you've stayed in the same cycle because if you can realize why that triggers you go within deal with it it will never come back otherwise you'll find yourself in the exact same spot again and you will like i real like it was like three four days ago i looked at my life like something happened and i i looked at it and i was like oh my god it's been a month since this happened last time the thing that happened before it to make that happen then i was like oh my god this is what's going to happen next and i kind of see it happening <laughs> and it did it's like because i refused to change it yeah so it just present itself again and i was speaking to um one of my employees the other day and she was she came with a concern about um someone she was working with she's like i always seem to you know i left my last work environment and then now um this person's bringing this up and i said look like i can see where you're coming from she is acting like that but what's making you feel like that versus when she does it to me and i don't feel it is internal to you so what you what you've got to realize is you have to deal with that because when you leave here this job and go to another job or you go into a relationship that same thing's going to keep presenting itself you're not going to escape it you can't run away from this job and f- and expect it to not appear again yeah what's well, you exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can't run you can't run away it's you <laughs> can't run away from and, and and i feel like people i feel like people then look they go so if you were the person to bring that up in me mm. but then say sophie came in and she didn't in my life and i was like oh i just wish mitch could be more like sophie but it's like no mitch is actually just becoming the mirror for that one bit of trauma sophie will bring something else up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like that that's good yeah do we accept it you know it's this acceptance it's like oh okay there is a problem. There is something happening here, and, and do I want to change it, or yeah. do I want to stay stuck? Yeah. I know, like growing through all those things, they take effort. You know, mm. it comes back to: do I want to live an ordinary life, or do I want to live an extraordinary life? You got to choose that. If you don't care about living an extraordinary life, then these things are just going to keep happening, and you're just going to keep recreating the same thing in every area of your life. But if you're like, actually, what do I choose? Mm. And you choose that extraordinary life. In those moments of, of those triggers or those traumas or those things that are presenting themselves, you're going to go, well, what do I need? What's, what's right about this event right now mm. that I can't see? Yeah. Oh, this is so perfect because this is actually somewhere I need to grow, which is going to get me to where I want to be yeah. in a month. Like, and when you're operating from that extraordinary perspective, it just unfolds perfectly. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's changing your perspective on how you view the world because when you start to look at, all the things that you used to think were hurdles or setbacks, mm. they're actually, they're the opportunities to grow. They're the stepping stones to the next thing. And I feel like it goes back to that victim, victim of circumstance. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know how. I've always been like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your self-talk, your language. Yeah. It's so big, so strong, your language. Like, how do you talk to yourself? You know, like your words are energy and they are creations in themselves. Like what am I putting out to the universe to create with my, with my words? Yeah. You know, what do you think on like, this is something that I know I do it, but I do it, I do it in a joking way, but then I go, oh, I shouldn't probably do that. Like if I say something about myself as a complete, and I know internally, I don't believe that. But the fact that I've said it, what do you think about that? Still dangerous? I think on some level, yeah, it is dangerous because how many times are you saying it and, and for, it, for it even to be said yeah. 
there is a, there is a there is a slither or a string of something there for that for that to be said. Yeah. Otherwise, you just wouldn't say it. Yeah. You know. So oh, I say that you say this about yourself. On some level, you've seen that because it's it's come into your space. So how did you even voice it? It only popped up because it wanted to get looked at. Do you know what I mean? So I do believe the intention is obviously the biggest thing. So your intention is not to, not to, um, you're not looking at yourself and really having that intent like, oh, you know, I really don't love myself mm. because that, that is actually what creates disease. It's the intention. It's like you can be living this, this life and you might be so healthy, but your, your thoughts are literally poisoning you. Your intention is poisoning you, and, you cre- and it creates disease in the body mm. from from your intention, from your manifestation. Like, because it's just stress, and it's just it's it's basically giving our bodies a prescription of what we don't want. Mm. It's all these thoughts. Like, I mean, they've done all these experiments. We don't, you know, talking to a plant negatively or a, you know, it's still the same. Like the plant will die. That's had been swear words said to it, and then the the plant that has music it grows and flourishes and they're literally in the same soil in the same position in the house so it's and i think everything matters i think everything matters and nothing matters i think that <laughs> paradox is is so evident you, you just see it play out and the, the time the more you say it, i think the i don't know whether it's the more you say what you desire the quicker it comes because it's actually your thoughts are creating your reality in the sense of attraction law of attraction or if you're saying it so much that you're unconsciously moving towards it because I think you couldn't. I don't like you couldn't just sit. I couldn't just sit here and keep saying the same thing over and over again and expect it to appear. You've almost you've got to walk towards it. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be action. There's got to be action. Yeah. There's got to there's got to be action, but action without the other. It's like you need both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah, like it's a, yin and yang. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also Joe Dispenza. He says our thoughts are like. The, the broadcasting of a radio frequency, putting it out to the universe. So we're broadcasting what we desire out into the, into the universe. Mm. And then the only way that it comes back to us is if we believe it to be true mm. because law of attraction, like attracts like. So if we are being the energy of what we desire and what we're trying to create already, not even having it, we create in the energetic field. The physical happens in the physical last. So once we actually just start being this this person that we want to be and show up as them every single day and feel the energy of like, wow, what would it feel like to just feel so loved, feel so abundant, feel so powerful and you just start being this powerful being because, hey, we are already that. We don't have to, it's just our limiting beliefs that have taken it away from us. So once we start being that, the universe is like, well, actually, I have no reason not to because he, he's already that. So here we go. Here's everything <laughs> that you desire. And then all the shit starts happening. You're like, wow, all I had to do was be it. Mm. And so, yeah, the, the beacon is your heart. And that's the bit that everyone misses out. It's like, if I say these affirmations in the mirror, it's going to happen. No, not if you don't believe it. Yeah. You know, you, you're saying, you basically just, you're saying words. And, and on some level, it is, it is better than not saying the words, but... It's not going to bring the thing to you if in your heart you believe you don't deserve it. Yeah. You know? It's like last week we needed new employees and someone at the office was saying, oh, we can't find anyone, can't find anyone. Put out. I'm like, have you put ads up? Yeah. And then I just said to myself, I said, I guarantee I'll find someone. I'll just put an ad up. So I did that. But I had such a strong belief that I would find someone. Mm. We've found like four people yeah. and literally, you know, we, we needed four people. We were trying to get one. Found four in like a week. And it was because I went in with it with a can, but then I'm also looking at my life of 
the other stuff where I keep saying that I can't find trades. And yeah. sure, it's harder, but if I actually just say that I will, like when I was in um, Bundaberg and I went up there with the intention to find a shed builder and did. Yeah. So you do need the intention and believe it. You you can't say, I'll find someone today, but oh, I just know that's going to be so hard to find. And So it will be hard then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I know exactly I've tried, but I tried yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's the but. Stop saying but. I think it just comes back down to the belief. Yeah. Like, if you believe it to be true, then it is. Mm. Yeah. Like, everything is that. That's it. Like, if you, if you... It's just being the energy. Like, you literally were the energy of four employees because you're like, what does the pottery studio need? It needs four employees. Mm. You're like, I'm going to do that. You energetically... I've already created the four things because the quantum field has then put that out to those four individuals that are looking for the job, that are actually ready for the job. They're just the opportunity. Yep. That opportunity presents themselves. You have energetically accepted it in the quantum field. Like Everyone's like, that's woo-woo. It's like, how the hell do you think we're here? <laughs> we are energy. Energy is infinite. Like When people go, oh, like I was thinking about this person, they called me. Yeah, you energetically sent them a message well, or they would do vice versa thinking about you and you... I was calling Sophie before when we needed the podcast studio. Yeah, and she looked at her phone from across the room because <laughs> she knew that you yeah. were calling her. Like, I don't know, I believe in all that stuff and I, I think once you accept that to be true because it is, mm. uh, I believe it with every cell in my body that I can do whatever I desire Yeah, and as soon as you just make that decision, it's lightning fast. Like the five years into two months, like mm. it's just... No I'm currently testing it, something I won't talk about it, but I've, I'm actually saying, um, I put a date, I put like, I think it was 10 days, and every day I've changed, nine days, eight days, seven days. Like I keep asking for it, but I ask for it in a specific day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just counting down. And I'm believing it so strongly. I'm just like, I'm going to test this. Like I'm going to see, because usually I'll, what I've found is I'll be asking for like this specific thing and then I say, but, oh, but this will probably happen. Oh, but the yeah, so yeah. I'm like, no, I'm gonna be really strict and just see how like how strong it is because someone was arguing with me about manifestation the other day, and I, it's like you said, you know it exists. I know it exists. Callan Grouse knows it exists. The people who talk about knowing it exists continue to attract everything they desire in their life. But the ones who say it doesn't exist continue to stay in the exact same spot. Whether it works or not, it, it works because I believe it works and it actually does work for me. So it's like whether manifestation works or not the idea that the belief that it works for me works for me. So why wouldn't you just believe in it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're not... I mean, the only person you're hurting is yourself from not believing Yeah, it. exactly. It's like yeah. if I keep asking and keeps coming, then it works. Yeah. If you, you know, whatever you're doing is not working, so... Yeah. What's the point of arguing about it? Just learn from the people who it's well, working for. Because they don't want to actually change. That's true. Because their point of view needs to be right for them to stay there. Yeah. Because then other, they look at their life and they go, well, this is complete insanity because I want this life and I'm doing every single thing not to get it. <laughs> so, so they can't come to terms with that. It's the same thing like even through COVID. It's like people just chose to, to do a certain thing because they didn't want their reality to be blown up. Mm. You know, I'll just do exactly what they say because my life is how I want it to look and if I you know all these conspiracy theories that are now have come true they're literally like you can't lie about it those people are still arguing their point it's like dude you can't even argue it they've put it out on government <laughs> the government websites like they're, they're admitting that they were wrong and they're like no nah, 
because I don't need to look people at it. don't want their illusions <laughs> to s- destroyed, do they? Like you, yeah. you believe so f- insanely in something, and then it gets crushed. It's a very, um, it's a good trait to learn to be able to destroy and kill the pattern that made you believe the specific thing mm. when it no longer um, is true for you. To hold on to, th- to hold on to that forever is like you. You know, it becomes a religion, right? Like veganism or the carnivore diet. Like these isms are. I was plant based for a while, and also ate carnivore for a while. But I really, the part that I didn't enjoy was the um, cult of both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's the belief of just wanting to be the same right. as the. You know, was the jab good for us? And like the people are still because they've got it now. It's hard for them to go. Oh no! I shouldn't have got it because your ego is getting destroyed. Yeah. The, the belief that you were holding on to that it was good for you, and with all... business too. Like, there's actually I've put a hold on something at the moment because I realised that I wasn't ready to give that the energy was required. And I looked back at the last year, and I'm like, I've been burning two thousand dollars a month for what? Just to keep it going? Just stop the thing? And when I'm ready for it, because I do want to be ready for it, I'm just not at the moment. Yeah. Then I'll bring it back. But it, it, it actually hurt to stop it. But what was actually hurting, I was holding on to the fact that I should just stop this for a while whilst burning $2,000 a month. What's stupider? <laughs> to drop my ego and just let it fucking aside or just keep throwing money at something? Yeah, yeah, you're, ho- you're just holding on to it. You're holding on to fire and you're burning yourself, no one else. Just choose again. Mm, like, that's true. Just because we chose this day doesn't mean we have to choose it again the next day. You know, like, I can see it when people are like, no, nah, I've already said yes. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's complete in, it's, you know, completely out of alignment with who you are or what you're doing and you don't even want to do that anymore. So you're actually not even going to be able to show up in the capacity of which you thought you could have. Yeah. And so what are you creating then out of it? And that's one of the biggest things is when like you, when I'm doing coaching and mentoring and it's like, they're like, no, nah, that, that area of my life, we can't look at that because I've already made the decisions there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, can you, Please explain. Just tell me a little bit about that. And they start to dive in and you see their words and their energy just completely change. I'm like, okay, that's where we need to look. And they're like, no, no, no. I said, we're not going to look at that because I've <laughs> made the decision over there. I just want to focus on this area of life. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but that's where you're going to get the results. <laughs> and I was like, just choose again. It's okay, man. Like, it's going to be all right. Like, because once you let go of that, something so amazing is about to show up, but that's actually stopping it. And yeah. no joke, they... Once they, once they let go of it, you just see this weight, this weight just drop off their shoulders like, oh, I was just holding on to something yeah. you know, so deeply. And it's just their ego or because they didn't want to let somebody down, but they're actually letting that person down by not choosing themselves because they're actually, the person that they're in business with or what they're doing yeah. is actually being affected by, their, by them not showing up. You know, so it's just like changing our perspective. But just choose again. I love it. Like just every day I'm just like, Oh well, actually, I don't want to choose that anymore. We choose this, yeah. And you're just rewarded because you're actually following your internal compass. How would you explain to someone who says, "I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference between trusting my head or trusting my heart." Like, how do I, how do I tell the difference? How do I know if it's my heart speaking or it's my mind? So, when you think about doing this, do you feel light or heavy? Yeah, and right. so instantly, when someone I said, "Okay, let's talk about this," or, or "What are you trying to create?" or you know. If it's a decision and they're like really stuck, they've got the heart, head in their heart, it's like, if you choose this decision, where do you see yourself in five years? I want you to just feel it in your body. And they're like, 
Yeah, okay, I can feel it. Because what happens is all the timelines and scenarios play out instantaneously when they're sitting there in their mind. Mm. And in their, in, in their time body, they'll feel it in their body and their energetics. And I said, okay, when you choose this, where do you see yourself in five years? And I said, okay, what feels lighter or heavier? The heavier option is always the wrong option. Mm. And the lighter option, because instantly they go, oh, I see this, this, this life if I choose that. And I see this life if I choose that. Well, okay, well, what do you want to do? You know, it's in, it's, if you want to choose that life, that's cool. But this is actually, you can already see this is the greatest life for you, you know. So it just changes the opportunity like that. It's like, I do it for myself all the time. Just yeah. like choose again. And, and like, that's also strengthening your intuition because you're only in that decision of what should I do because you're not listening to your intuition. Mm. You haven't strengthened your intuition. Like, are you creating space in your life for the message just to drop in? Because... You know, we're given guidance all the time, but we just choose not to look at it. So how do you strengthen your intuition? Creating space, connecting to yourself. We're in these chaotic lives, disconnected in every instant in, in our communication through our phones. And we're, we're living, you know, we don't, no one connects to nature and stuff like that. Meditation, breath work. They're all the times when you get that little voice drop in and you're like, oh, that would be amazing. And then you talk yourself out of it. That first initial thing is... is is actually your higher self giving you the information. And I mean, this is, my, this is my perspective. This is my opinion. I'm just me giving you what I feel. So take it with a grain of salt. But whenever I listen to that voice, I've just, I create. Mm. Whenever I took myself out of it, I don't create. That, yeah. I don't think I would have explained it any differently to what you said. I think there's that initial download and you almost feel something on your body that's like, ooh, like whether it's goosebumps <laughs> yeah. or whether it's like, yeah. I don't know, like your heart or something. Like something happens internally that feels good um, and you go, I should do that one. And then it's the moments after when all the crap starts coming in like, oh, but this, but that, but what if, then those ones are the ones that start tricking you. It was like when you messaged me to podcast on Friday. I just like, yes, because it's like that comes in and it's like it just feels like, it feels right. It feels like it turned up for a reason. I feel like people, I feel like I trust synchronicities. Does that make sense? Like um, there's so many, like it's my whole life. Like something, someone will call me and it'll be like, it'll just feel right to do exactly what they said. And it's almost like the universe is presenting this opportunity right now. If you don't take it, then it might, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And it always works out. It's like, if I just take it, like I trust it. Say yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like the confidence in knowing that you're going to be okay and once you do it, you realize that it was the right path. But if you don't trust that you're going to be okay or you, tr- you believe something bad's going to come of it or you believe that that thing won't happen, the good thing, or I don't know, it's like the moment you bring doubt into your life, it, um, yeah, you can't trust it because what's the opposite of, um, the f- opposite of fear is confidence. So if you have fear, then you can't be confident going into that situation. And I kind of know that no matter what, I'll always be okay. Even if I die, it's like, well, that's it. But like, <laughs> so I think almost coming to terms with, you know, anything with ego death is coming to terms with death ultimately because when you die, it's just the current manifestation of your ego that's going forever. Yeah. Really, your spirit doesn't die. No. So, but, but if you can learn to kill your ego like just about every day because you're learning, growing, changing, you're always dying. So if this new new opportunity changes something, it's like, what am I going to be afraid of? Yeah, oh, makes sense on so many levels. I think also, like, why why are you here? 
Mm. Are you here to be right or are you here to have the best physical experience possible? Yeah. And so you're showing up every day. It's like, no, I'm going to be right today. Or I just want to have the best day and whatever that is to my highest good, Mm. you know, like what energy, space and consciousness can I be to have the best day? Yeah. And anything that doesn't allow that, I'm creating destroy it. So anything that's going to step in my way to not live to my highest good, I want to destroy that. And so you don't know how that looks, but if you just know that I'm going to put out to the universe and draw in the best way possible, go with it. What would you say if someone, someone does something that it feels entirely aligned, they were so happy doing it, you know, the day was fun, yeah. but then they say, oh, I shouldn't have done that because of this. Should you or shouldn't you have done it? Well, that, that end, end bit is, is because there's something else tied to it that they haven't accepted. And it, it could be a trauma holding them back. That could be self-sabotage, tr- trying not to allow... It's a, it's a part of their, their trauma instilled in their body and that struggle, that, that limiting belief or that paradigm that still hasn't shifted. So they've, they've had a taste of it, they've enjoyed it and then to bring them back to their old life, to not change, there's the monkey brain, there's, the, there's all these things, oh, I shouldn't have done it because of this. But, but you were happy mm. and you're living your purpose and you're worried about your friend over here that doesn't care about you but because you're worried about that business falling apart or, or whatever it may be, it's just linked to something else that they haven't accepted about their old identity. Mm. And so it's like the identity death is the ego death. It's like, who, who do I want to be today and how do I actually create that identity? Mm. You know? You've got to let go of the old one. And so most people, it's like you're having a taste of the new identity but the old one is still the familiar. And the unknown to most people is so scary but the unknown is where unlimited possibility is. It's like, it's a blank canvas and anything can show up on that canvas. Wouldn't you want that? The canvas over here, it's got not one bit of room for anything to show up. You can't paint any more paint on that canvas. It's painted. This one's blank. What do you want to do? (laughs) And so it's like the old identity, the new identity. It's like, yeah, just choose again. Choose the new one and anything can show up. And in as, as, as a primal creature, we're still, we're still animals, right? We're here to survive, so we're, we're programmed to survive. We choose that old identity because we know what it looks like. Yeah. This other one is scary, yeah. but only because we our perception of the unknown is scary. What, what, what would you say about purpose if people say there's, the only purpose is to just be? Like there's no purpose, in other words. Yeah, well, that's, that's the um, saying, everything matters and, and nothing matters. Yeah. And so your purpose... I believe is when you're living completely in alignment with your life. And, you know, some people are here. They're not here to change the world. You know, not, not everyone has to, has, has to be this, you know, has to be, you know, coaching 100 people or, or traveling the world and making a difference in that way. Literally just changing yourself is making a difference. Mm. Because if every single person in the world just goes, actually, I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm just going to change myself. The whole world's changed. Yeah. The collective consciousness of the whole planet's changed. Yeah. So whatever, whatever feels light and as soon as you start to just f- not focus on what everyone else is telling you you need to do and, and do what you know you need to do internally, you change. Like you said, you change then again the next day and that's when the thing drops in. That's when the message drops in to do something great. But first we need to change ourselves because it's too many steps to think I'm going to go and, you know, what this big goal they want to do or, or, or do make a massive amount of change in the world. That's far too vast of a jump if you don't even have your shit together. 
You know what I mean? They think, oh, that's scary, but I've got to be doing that. It's like, no, no, just change yourself. And then once you're happy and living in alignment, how do I, what do I choose now? And then it's just that continual progression. It's like, I mean, yeah, you, you don't know where you're going to be in, in five years. You don't know where you're going to be tomorrow. Like, so I think just choose yourself every day and the opportunities, once you start, the universe will conspire for you and it'll show you these little opportunities. It's like, actually, that's where I need to go. That's actually so light for me and this person's come into my life and now I can make change because I'm living. Would you say, so would you say that your purpose is anything that feels like that lights you up and you're in alignment with? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, how good are you at just being? Once you've mastered being, then, then you can make a change because you actually can't make any change in the world if you actually don't even know how to be yourself. Because what are you teaching somebody else? If you, you can't teach what you don't know. If you haven't lived something, you know, if you haven't lived something yourself or even know how to be in that, how can you expect someone else to do it? So it's just like actually master being completely present and connected to yourself, to your loved ones, create an amazing family life and, and an internal world, then go, actually, I've learned so much about this. I want to help other people do the same and then make a difference. And however that looks, like it's going to be different for everyone. But I think this comes back to like, you know, change yourself, change the world. I think the um, on, on that, it's like I, I see a lot of people trying to help other people who have almost read about what they've got to do or they've just started actually living it or they're not even living it yet mm. but then there's people like we we're speaking about before with a jormo it's like the people that are doing it aren't always like i don't know it's like they i know he wouldn't feel confident enough or he knows i think it's because when you're actually doing it you always you know that you've got so much more you could expand yeah. so it's almost like oh but i'm not that good i've got all that to go so who can i teach but we forget about the amount of people that are just starting it could learn so much from everything you learned it's almost like the people who haven't done it yet are the ones teaching not always but like yeah. there's so you know the the collect the general like the um i don't know if you've seen this page it's what's it called ubud something and it's it talks about all these life coaches in ubud so <laughs> i in bali yeah. <laughs> yeah laptop laptop life over in bali yeah yeah but then that they kind of ruin it for the real the good coaches that you you know, are specifically in one thing that they've mastered. Mm. You know, like Sophie talking about podcasts. Yeah. Who you wouldn't go to um, me to learn about podcasts because I've probably done 20. Yeah. Not run the business of it. Absolutely. I don't yeah. know where I was going with that, but. Yeah, I mean, I know I get exactly what you mean. And also, also think like thinking that you don't have anything to deliver. But you could be a hundred steps further than the guy that's never done anything. That's true. So you can help him. Yeah. But you can't help the guy that's above you. Yeah. So it's just like looking, it's like you always have gold to give. Everyone has a little bit of a lived experience to give on. Mm. And so if, 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 you're in, if you're early 20s or, or you're early in your life and you haven't done much, think about what you are good at. Mm. Oh, I'm good at this. Okay. How many people do you think aren't good at that? Yeah. Well, oh, all these people. It. Okay. Well, I have a service that I can sell. I have a service that I can give. Mm. How do you market that? You know, h- how do I create this into business? Is this amount, is this knowledge that I have um, product market fit? Like, uh, would people buy it? Yeah, would if I could do this, this and this? Okay, how do I do that? Okay, what would it take for this to show up? Let's do it, execute it, take action. Oh my God, you've created the business in a month and now you've, you've got an income. What does it take for this? What would it take for this to show up is so powerful. Yeah, you've asked the question. Ask it just, it's crazy 
I remember you telling me something happened and then when I called you, gave you the answer, but I just, I ask it now. And I don't know, sometimes I'm like, I forget that I asked it and it shows up. Yeah, so. ask up straight, up, straight away, yeah. within hours, most of, most of the time. Can you talk on that actually? Because would you say that sometimes when you ask, like I feel like I'll ask, like, I'll ask, but then sometime during the day, something completely strange will be like, okay, go do this. And I'll be like, okay, and I'll go do it. And then I'll be like, oh, there's the answer. Yeah. Something. It's not like a... That's exactly how it happens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so it's, not, it's not like a, a billboard's going to show up and be like... Well, it could be. It could, yeah. it, it could be, but it, what it could be is it could be a subconscious message that is linked to getting the answer. So you right. could be driving or doing something, you've asked for the awareness, and then someone might message you that is linked to something that that you've linked them to. Do you know what I mean? Like, because as soon as you get that message, you're like, oh, that's what I have to do because that person knows this person. Yeah, yeah. He's messaged me because I've got to message him to ask his mate if he he wants this job that I need to get done or whatever it might be. And so I just see that all the time. Like I've asked for for messages, right? And then I said, oh, this person started following you. And I'm like, who's that? I click on it. It's literally the person that I need, that service that I need or that connection. I'm like... Okay, and I'm <laughs> pushed it together. I'm like, hey, you want to catch up for coffee? And that's literally like the thing I need. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is... Yeah, I was yeah. driving back from... When I was driving back from Bundy, I wanted to... Peter Wallace is a potter up at Gympie and I wanted to buy a teapot from him. Yeah. Because like, it's funny, I was, I've always seen him make these teapots, right? But he came in and did a night at the pottery studio and he actually explained the design of it and why the handle's like this and like everything... And it made me actually just really want one from because it's so well designed mathematically and how you would use it, how you would hold it, how you would pour it wow. so that you don't like, you know, so the water doesn't tip out over the top or not come out of fast stuff. Anyway, I pulled in there to buy it, but then I left with the thing that I needed for the next event. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. <laughs> he, he put me onto some other potter who can come to our next event. Yeah. It's all yeah. connected. Yeah. Because I, I kept asking, I was like, who's going to be the next person? Like, we've, I've exhausted all the people I know. Mm. There it was. Straight away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, it's the, the network. Yeah. It's the quantum. Like, every, everyone is connected. Everything is connected. You know, we, and some connections stronger than others. But once we actually start operating on the energetics, you get whatever you want. It's either, it's either you're repulsing, you're, you're not doing anything energetically, everything's going to take time. Everything's going to be linear. It's like, it's like time is like this, linear. Like, so when, once I do this, I'll be able to do that. Once I do this, I'll be able to do that. If we flip the timeline up on itself, everything is happening at once. Mm. All times are happening at once. Time is a construct of this reality. We've said, well, once I do this, it's, it's even like in, in upskilling or education or, you know, I can't do this step until I learn this. So, and I go, I see this person do this. Is, why can't you do that thing? Why can't you just start doing it, start being it? Who would I need to be to do that thing? Once you start being that thing and doing that, mm. it, it speeds it up so quickly because the person that has all the knowledge and all the, all the courses that you thought you needed to do, this one person already has all the knowledge but you, you can't draw it in because you don't believe it to be even a possibility. But once you believe, you're like, who do I need to see and what would it take for me to have all the answers mm. and with, with complete ease? And then you ask this and you put it out there and you believe it to be true. 
that person shows up, oh, yeah, I've done all that degrees. I've studied this. I've done this. You know, I'm actually – the business that you want to do, I'm doing it now. If you want to come and do some work experience and work for me for two weeks, I'll teach you all the ropes that I learned in 10 years. And you go, how the hell did that happen? What happened? Because you believed it be true because there's 7 billion people in this world. Of course, there's somebody doing that you want to do. Mm. And how quickly can you learn something? You can learn at the speed of space if you decide to. If you actually believe it to be true, it's, it can happen. So the yeah. second that you believe it to be true, you just start going on this trajectory that is so amazing and drawing these people into your life that's just so amazing that it, that it happens. It conspires for you. It delivers. It thrives. You just end up creating at this so quickly. It's just un, unimaginable. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we, we talk about it and I know we live it, but it, it's... It's I don't I don't always reflect on it like I I reflect on it myself but I don't kind of it's hard for me to go back to the old way of what it used to be like before this Does that make sense so then I forget yeah. that people don't live like this mm. so when someone comes in up to me and asks me a um, like you're really good at speaking about it even though I know and I do all these things I don't ever um, I forget that people don't live like this does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely. Like people, when I drive past McDonald's and I see people driving out, I'm like, I'm so confused. Or you go to the service station and like, who actually buys all this stuff walking in? Like I'm buying fuel. Why do I need, what's all this other stuff? But people are eating all that and drink, consuming it all. On every it's level. The, it's the, the mind of a person going in to buy V and a, and a um, pie for the, when they get fuel in the morning is like, completely it's crazy. Disconnected from it's completely, di- yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't poison yourself like that. I don't even try to understand it anymore. It's like, because those people you can't help. Until, until somebody is at a point of they're actually asking for help, they're just going to keep doing it. Like it's a complete, it's dis, you're dysfunctional. Your brain is dysfunctional. You, you, know, you, you can't see the world through, you, you, you're filtering through a really foggy lens. The le- your lens is literally fogged up. It's like driving with, you know, your whole windscreen fogged up. You can barely see. That's how they're operating. They're complete. They're they're operating that I'm literally just a physical vessel, and I'm not an energy. I don't have any energetic connection to anything, and so you 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 just you're just this con, you're just this like walking subconscious. Oh, do this. Oh, yeah, do this. You're not aware of nothing. Like they're not aware because the second that you have awareness on what you're putting into your body, because it's it's an open perspective. I'm like, how do I get through my day? Oh, I need to fuel my body in this vessel to get through life the best way I can. Would I go and eat V in a pie? No. So as soon as you have that awareness, you don't have it. So they literally don't have any awareness. They're subconsciously just going through life, like blind, until they have some big awakening. It's like, oh, actually, I want to change. I mean, I just see so many people are, are more open to, to wanting to have an extraordinary life, you know? And I think it's true too. Like I've heard Jordan talk about this, like with, with food and stuff like that, with you know, like we all eat processed, we don't, but so many, like you go into the supermarket, like everything in there, whole supermarket's processed, like n- nearly all of it is in all those aisles. There's only one aisle that really you can eat a few things from, that's that health aisle <laughs> that you like can't, yeah. that's not poisoning you. And when you look at that, the, the raw foods and everything, that's the normal, but we've yeah. called that the woo-woo and that, oh, they're, they're, they're bloody down a rabbit hole to go and eat those natural foods that have yeah. grown on the land and that we've lived on for thousands of years. <laughs> You know, so it's like that is actually the normal. Yeah. And the crazy is the, the poisoning and all that. But with with flip, you know, it needs to be flipped back. It's like actually I'm crazy for eating, wanting to, you know, have a happy day and good food and good moods with V and pies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see it in the construction industry a lot. I mean, you know it because you lived in it too. Yeah, it's that. What fascinates me is when 
a concreter will go from 4 or 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. on V and maybe not even a pie, just literally V. <laughs> and then, and cigarettes, V and cigarettes, not much water. And then I'll, you know, have a steak or whatever, drink, stay hydrated. And I can feel my energy's going up and down, but I can, it's like when you know, like I can keep going, but it's like if I was drinking V and eating a pie, I would feel so shit. And it's almost like what I actually, Jumma and I were talking about this the other day. The backbone of Australian economy is the construction industry. And the majority of the people in the construction industry are performing subprimally because they're not healthy. Imagine the amount of work that could get done if everyone was working at their optimal. Uh, yeah. Like if everyone was properly nourished, slept well, didn't drink alcohol every night. I wonder how much more efficient we'd be as a nation. As a world, yes, globe. <laughs> but it's like it's not just the construction industry; it's everyone's operating subprimely. Ninety-nine percent of the population are operating; don't even understand the the, the basics of, you know, getting good sleep. Mm. Like we talk about food, we've got sleep, we've got sun exposure, we've got what, what we consume, we've got about our thoughts, our language, our love life, our finance. Like all these are, are sub normal. Mm. <laughs> Like yeah. We're operating subnormal, and so we get back to a baseline of feeling great, and we think that that's operating at hundred um, percent. But it's actually just operating what we should be operating every single day, which is normal. Yeah, that's you true. Know, we are we are amazing creatures, and our ability to be able to operate on V and cigarettes and pies is is amazing that we can turn that into some what of energy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like wow, this body's cool. Like yeah. So when you actually start having appreciation for your body, you get so much more out of it, and, and that's like extraordinary ordinary life yeah. you make the choice you know so i think it just it's on every everything everything we say we do we be how we show up how we live love everything matters and if you don't think it matters and then, then you know you're going to have a poor existence because that's actually what we are we are we are everything and we are love we are energy and, we, and you've got it you've you've got to open your mind to bigger and better things otherwise you'll you'll keep continually having what you don't want and what you want is is over the other side of the fence. And can you talk on as a final topic, your view on relationships and having a successful, or what you view now as a successful relationship moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. So there has to be a polarity in a relationship. I feel it's like I feel that you know there's too many just neutral relationships because there's no actual contrast between one one person plays the masculine role and one person plays the, the, the feminine role in, in the in the relationship. I'm not saying you can't do masculine traits and stuff like that, but in a relationship it's like biologically we are made to be providers as men. Like when you're in a tribe, the, the women don't go out and fight the go and hunt and do that. They look after the kids and they nourish. They're in the feminine. They're in that nurturing state. And I think what's happened is in society is we expect women to do everything a man does. And I'm not saying that they they, they can't do it, but they're not made to do that. So when that you start doing that, that actually becomes inattractive mm. to a man because he's like, well, what am I even needed for? Mm. <laughs> you know. And so they drop down to the feminine, but then they're not attracted to each other. So they get into this relationship where the woman is just you know, walking all over this man because he's like, oh, I've got to be the other thing or they're neutral and they don't have any love life. So yeah. I think it's like getting down pat. It's like, what do you want to create? Do you want to have a, a thriving relationship and working on creating that container of 
well, like I feel valued because I give this to the relationship. If a man can't give something to the relationship, he's like, well, what am I doing here? Mm. You know, I don't feel valued because, mm. and I think the vice versa for the woman, like they want a masculine man that's in their divine masculine that's going to take care of them. Mm. But, you know, most men these days, they don't have a backbone. Mm. You know, like, you know, we w- they wouldn't have been able to do, if, if we had men in their masculine for COVID, it wouldn't have happened. The lockdowns yeah. would have happened. There's no way because a masculine man that's in his trait, he's, he's patriotic. He's like, absolutely not. You're not locking. The, you know, this doesn't make sense. And if everyone had stood up, mm. you know, we would have been able to make some change. But everyone just goes, oh, I'll just line up and get the jab <laughs> so I can travel, so I yeah. can do what they. So I guess coming back to the relationship is like choosing your partner every single day. Love, just more love, more love to everything within your relationship and being willing to look at anything in your relationship. Like if something's coming up, it's like, don't push it to the side. Mm. That's actually what needs to be looked at. And if you don't push, if you push that to the side, that could be your relationship. That could be you pushing your relationship away and then it failing. Mm. Like we're not perfect, but we, we need to, we need to be willing to look at all the imperfections of our relationship Mm. that because each individual needs to be loved in a different way. And we need to understand that maybe one person doesn't like heaps of affection, but your, your partner does. Mm. So how do I give them what they need and their love? And then it's mm. reciprocated. So it's getting so clear on like what you desire in a relationship and, and filling those needs and wanting to, and having the desire to wanting to please your partner, love them, take care of them for, and, and in both ways, you know, creating that safe container for it to even be shared. Most, you know, they don't li- people don't listen so then they, they think oh he doesn't care what I say anyway or she doesn't care what I say so I just won't say it at all mm. and that just eats that person up inside and then yeah. they can't deal with it so it's like even and I notice this as being a dad it's like you have to create the safe container for your kids to open up otherwise they're not going to tell you what's going on at school Yeah, like my daughter's being bullied at school really badly at the moment which is just sad and um, yeah it's just like opening up the safe container so she can talk to me mm. you know so she can want want to actually. Dad listens. Dad, dad is there for me. I want to share because a relationship. It's a relationship in every area of your life. Like we're good mates because we listen to each other. We converse and we care. And I think it's the same. It's like every relationship's the same. But I think in a, in a relationship between a man and a woman, there needs to be the polarity because we're designed to have that. Like mm. if you don't have that, we might as well just be in a relationship. Yeah, that's true. it'd be easier. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with um. The the other thing on that, like the polarity, the depth at which the woman can surrender is the depth at which a man can like hold that space for. Like mm. the more you get into your masculine, the safer they feel to drop in and completely surrender because they're safe. Because a woman won't trust you if you're a broken masculine. Because if you're wounded they're not going to they're not going to feel like you can actually protect them and hold the space required for them to surrender. Absolutely. Yeah, that Cuz energetic that's just energetics again. It's like and you can see that with um you can see that in relationships when like I hear it so many times. I just hear it so often. I hear it from the women, but I also hear it from men and I look at it and I go I actually blame the men more often than the woman. Because I believe that if you are actually in that, she will surrender. Because ultimately, a masculine woman and a masculine man, the woman will never win. If because you, you, a woman will never hold enough masculinity to overpower a truly masculine man, mm. so they'll have to they'll be forced to surrender. 
Mm. But the only reason they're in their masculine is because you haven't provided enough safety for them. Um, yeah. Yep, that's <laughs> perfectly said. And the the listening thing, what you said, it's like listening to be heard or are you listening to respond? Because I see that so much with a couple of my mates. It's like you're, you don't act, you're, I don't think you're actually hearing what your partner's saying. She literally is just talking because she wants to be heard from a, a place of love, but you're listening to her like she's throwing words at you and you've got to respond. Absolutely. Like you feel obliged to respond. You don't actually care what she said. And ultimately a lot of the th- things that are being said are just like a cry for love or care. There's the thing that you both need to talk about in there. It might come across as an attack, but it's like what's below that attack? Like why are you, why are you um, projecting? Like what is that thing? The what is the issue in the relationship or in you that needs to be healed or that you're not being met with? Yeah, like why? It's it's like why is this being said or why is this coming up? Like trying to look beneath, like because if you can look beneath, you're this. Oh, she's she doesn't feel loved. Mm. She doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel like I care. Mm. Because most likely you haven't set the container up for it to even get to that depth. Like, oh, she won't sleep with me. Why is that? Yeah. Like, it, she either doesn't feel safe, she doesn't feel attracted to you because you're maybe not in shape or, you know, it's all. it does go back to the energy of everything. It's like if your energy is aligned with your health and fitness and you're happy and you come home as a vibrant person, then she's going to be attracted. If you come home and, like, get annoyed at her for, you know, not picking something up off the ground, I don't know, like not doing the washing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're actually just projecting your shit day onto her. Well, of course, she's not going to get in bed. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not going to do anything. You know, it's just yeah. it's wow. I just like this big download that that I that I feel so powerful is like every word said in a relationship matters. Mm. So if you think that you can say things and do things and think they're forgotten, they're never forgotten. It's like you really need to think about how you voice your words, how you show up energetically in a relationship because it slowly erodes the love. The love needs to be made sacred. It needs to be so sacred that you're like, it's this precious gem that if I say something, a little bit of the gem falls away. Mm. If I do something that is breaking trust, they, they, they trusted me and I did this, a mm. little bit of the gem breaks away. And when, when that gem is gone, it is way harder to put back together oh it is it is it is sometimes impossible because that if that that person has to do so much forgiveness yeah and 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 sometimes it's going against their internal compass to do that you know like someone was to cheat on somebody it is so so it's it, it some people can do it i wouldn't be able to do it yeah like I, because i'm just like well actually there's no trust the trust is gone for me and i yeah. would rather move on yeah and create something that's that's a blank canvas. Yeah. That that's a, a discovery. That the gem is full. I don't want to have to put together this gem again. You know. And and it, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it's really hard. So we need to be. If you're getting into a relationship and you haven't done the work, mm. that gem is 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 something ice. Like it's gonna get hit. You know. So you, mm. you, people want to have this relationship to fill the void. But have you done the work? Do you actually understand how amazing it is to have a relationship and are you going to cherish that person and the love that you share together mm. and vice versa? And if, if you can see that, that that person isn't valuing it in a sacred way, you're going to have some struggles. Mm. So it's like really, really, I know in, you know, 
there's so much growth in it but i just think once we realize that how we actually voice everything in a relationship matters you know we just really need to be careful with our words the energetics what we do because eventually people are like oh, i don't know why she left me or i don't know why he left me mm. well the gems in half and you've done nothing to keep that love together that love's not sacred you've you've mm. you know so like you're saying, have you done the work? I think the work's never complete. You're always doing the work, but I think there's a level of work required to start engaging into a relationship for it to start to prosper and grow because I would say that one thing especially, it's like have you have you built your kingdom yet? Yeah. Because I think a relationship can be the best thing in the world and the biggest distraction in the world because yeah. if you're using them for, you know, entertainment like distraction from your purpose of providing like can you provide and protect before you go into a relationship because if you're trying to build that it's probably going to consume like i would say a year ago came out of a relationship it's pretty much a year ago now and i thought that i could probably go back into another one you know two three months after i realized probably a month ago that was the only time maybe maybe a bit over a month that i was like wow now i actually can you know what I mean? Because I had so much on then. I actually couldn't provide the energy for that. Mm. And I had all this, like, all these things I wanted to do to build myself. Now I can. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see, a lot of, I see a lot of guys, they're building, and then they're still not able to provide. Like, I would say that my um, relationship probably, when it ended four years ago, I was in, or five years ago, whenever it was, I was in a state of building because I couldn't provide and protect then like i would say i wasn't in a state to be able to do that financially my mindset everything so ultimately that could have been why it crumbled because i wasn't giving any attention to that it was all into this so i think as a man it's probably good to build before you go and seek in a sense absolutely yeah yeah i and i think like even seek you shouldn't be seek, yeah. yeah like yeah. attract, attract. Like, the, this yeah like that seeking is is operating from lack yeah you, like you don't un, you don't feel like it is but it is because mm. you're feeling like you aren't enough you are actually perfect and you don't actually even need a relationship to have the mo- most amazing life mm. but if you meet the right person it'll make your life better because they multiply yeah that's but why if so if you person, if you bring in if you bring in love you bring in money you bring in you know your ability to protect you bring in your ability to just give yeah and they're the right person, they will multiply the love, multiply the money. Absolutely. Multiply the giving and receiving. If they're energetic match. If they are, yeah. So the right person. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like if you got to that point, there's no you can't attract someone that's not energetically if you're in the state. What would you say? Like is you would vibrationally attract the right person. But if you attract someone like that, it's like what is it in you that's attracted that person? So is it a fear that you attracted in? Yeah, well, it could be. It could be a lesson in that. Obviously, to grow through, still operating from a lack, like someone can take something from you because you are your stuff. Because mm. you aren't your stuff. You've created yeah. stuff, but your stuff is the energetic. It's the energetic result of how you show up. You are the source of your creation. Is a lovely saying. Your your stuff's only there because you created it. Mm. Your, your money's only there because. You're the source of it. You, you know, you aren't less when you lose every, if you lose everything because someone takes it. Mm. But you also didn't, you know, you, you could have tra- attracted that in because you think that 
without your stuff, you're nothing. You put your value on your exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I, I suppose it's also noticing, like I can just see people like they might be so successful in business and have a heap of stuff, but there's still a void that they haven't filled. And that could be self-love. That could be their ability to, um, to be and love themselves and, and show up in that capacity. So they think that they need someone else to love them. And so that when the relationship comes, comes about, they'll choose it. And they choose it because they think they've got to fill this void within them. But then it just creates destruction because that person, when they get with them, they've attracted that person in that it's, it's not going to fix it because you just need to fix it yourself. Mm. And so that just creates havoc in their complete real, in, in everything and they end up losing everything and all that. And they're like, oh, why did, why did I lose everything? You know, because you're operating from a, a, a mindset of scarcity and lack of thinking that your stuff is, is who you are. The person that you drew in is, is attracted to your stuff. And the things like that. And they actually play out your biggest fear. Mm. Yeah. Because they also can see that you think you're your stuff. So they take your stuff to hurt you in, in a way because something ends up happening. And they go, oh, well, I'll take all his stuff because that's who he thinks he is. And then you're broken. But if someone can energetically see, you're just like, oh, this person is just on a mission. They can do anything. They don't... They, they, are, they are everything. They are so strong. They're sturdy in every way. Then I feel like you can't lose. Like you can... Mm. People make mistakes, and and I think at the end of the day, you, all your stuff is just energy. Mm. But your physical, even your um, even your body, like if you put so much emphasis, it's it's the emphasis should be on being strong and healthy, yeah. like. But to get to a physical point where your body becomes your asset to attract, it's no different, right? Like if you're a woman and you know you make sure you get a great ass and then <laughs> everything, and then you attract, you're going to attract people that are literally looking to sleep with you. Yeah, right? they're not actually looking. They don't want to make love to your soul. They're just you're attracting someone who's attracted to something that's so permanent, impermanent. Because it might be good now. In ten years' time, it might be saggy. <laughs> it's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't use. I don't think you can use. You've got to use your soul to attract the right person. Yeah, absolutely. It's not saying that you can't have an amazing body. No, 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 not at all. And like, like, because I love going to the gym and I love yeah looking fit and feeling good. But that's not that. I'm no less than, you know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to love yourself. You also and, wouldn't take your shirt off and take photos, put on Instagram to uh, no. give you a six-pack. No, because you're, then you attract the wrong people yeah. and that, that comes back to self-love. Yeah. And also knowing that we aren't our bodies. Mm. We, we, we aren't. We've we're we're got a soul. We've got a, we got a, this is our vessel to get us through. Look after it. Mm. And looking after it means, like you said, People, they want to put themselves on show to attract somebody, but you're attracting the wrong energy. You're attracting the person that you don't want. Mm. The person that you want is the, is the person that isn't on social media, that actually has a holistic view on life, that is over here probably growing up on a farm or something. That, they're the person you want, but you're putting your, your, your booty shots or whatever on, mm. online to attract these guys that are only wanting to be players and sleep with you mm. and vice versa. And then so you wonder why you don't have... Yeah, wonder why you're unhappy. Wonder why you keep getting these guys that don't treat you nicely because they're not looking to treat you nice. They just want to shag you. Mm. 
You know, the guy that's going to treat you nice is growing up at a farm that doesn't even care about women because he cares about women, but he's, he's just waiting for the right person to come into their lives. Mm. But until you be the energy of that, it will not show up. So the second that you give it up to have it all, like the corrective culture paradox on their back, they should mm. give it up to have it all. That is the most amazing. It's like you've got to give up everything, every expectation of what you think your life needs to look like. And the second that you give it up, you have everything you desire waiting here, but it takes a choice. It takes to let go of this, this view of what you thought your life was going to look like or what you mm. thought you wanted it to look like because it's actually over here and the energetics and the love that's sitting there is actually in alignment with who you are as a person well said we'll wrap it up on that done <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on bro uh, that was sick yeah, yeah. that's good good to yeah. get back into it good chat um hopefully everyone got some golden nuggets out of there. you from mitch make sure you follow his work mitch adams cheers brother and if you need coaching on everything we just talked about, you know where to go. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, look forward to seeing your creations. You too, man. Thank you.